Hey, Sardo. Hey, Strauss. You want to talk about a movie? Sure. Well, then hop on in. I've been waiting several weeks to make that joke. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I had something planned for this, and it, it was obvious, but I had to do it. This is the only time that referencing an Aqua song will be actually important to what we're doing. And it is very important here. Hey, everybody. Uh, that's Strauss. I'm Sardo. Yeah. We're talking about the Barbie movie. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, we're talking about Barbie. And, and, and we're not talking about any of the other, like, very well done animated Barbie movies. That We're talking about Greta Gerwig's Barbie or uh, the bad ones, because there are also some bad ones in there, too. I saw quite a yeah. few of those, because I had a younger sibling, sure. so... Oh, yeah. When those were coming out. But before we get started with our beloved take takes on the Barbie movie by Greta mm-hmm. Gerwig, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, um, Sardo, would you like to uh, give your thoughts on when this movie was first announced to its lead-up to being released? Uh, I don't know why I sounded so official there, by the way. (laughs) How do you say zeitgeist? Um, People people went fucking nuts, myself included. Uh, There were a number of memes even before this movie came out. I participated in several of them. (laughs) Yeah, no, I remember when this, probably when, I can't remember when it was first announced because I think it was so far down the pipeline that it was like, I think it was announced without anything else about it announced at the time. Yeah. So I remember, so like that's, uh, you know, like if I remember correctly, mind you, and there's (laughs) a solid, like non-zero percent chance that I'm horribly wrong, but it's, I'm probably not considering how things are announced nowadays. Right. But I remember on the lead-up, I was like, oh, this sounds weird and different. Oh, it was it was weird and different from the jump. Because Greta Gerwig, as you might know, I know she directed Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady and Bird. Uh, keep going. She's, she's done, like, she's done some, like, highbrow kind of artsy stuff. Very, very feminist, like women-centered arch to it. Yeah, and uh, just uh, reading off some of the things she's made, so people know what we're talking about. Lady Bird, uh, Francis Ha, which I actually know about. Uh, she uh, directed. She she's also an actress, so she's in a bunch of stuff. So the thing that she was in. The last thing she directed after Lady Bird was Little Women in 2019. Yeah. I remember there was a lot of discourse about that one. I'm not in the Little Women fandom, so I don't know a ton about the discourse. Neither do I. I wasn't really sure I... about that. <laughs> she is generally held in fairly decent regard though i would say by most people as a creator yes and 
Barbie was was fixed a little bit different. Uh, Barbie was an interesting choice for her, and we're like, oh man, how's she gonna do this? Mm-hmm. And we got stuff kind of as as advertising does. We got stuff kind of dropped piecemeal, a bit at a time. A couple of shots of Will Ferrell and roller skates. Lots of stuff of Margot Robbie in outfits. The one picture of Ryan Gosling in the denim vest that everybody's seen. There was a lot of stuff, and it was all adding up to something interesting, but I don't think anybody could quite put their finger on what that was going to be. Nope. And Not one bit. When I tell you the effect, as, as an AFAB person, this had on me and other AFAB people... Stross, I have never bonded more with my mom than I have over this movie. I, you know, what, great for you. I'm like, I'm only laughing because it's like this is the this was the one. You're like, Stross, this was, this the, was the one. And but but it's, I I don't think I can put a fine enough point on the effect that Barbie had on people. People went fucking nuts over this thing. Uh, me me and my 30-something-year-old co-workers were, like, strategically organizing plans to go see this movie and dressing up for it. And we're all fairly different people, but Barbie was universal. I mean, yeah, like, I remember when I saw, saw it was coming out. And I mm-hmm. was like, you know, I... I I don't go see a shit ton of movies mm-hmm. as much as I used to for a variety of different reasons, but also because like a lot of the movies that come out nowadays that are that like come out near me are just like the big stuff now because I don't live. Yeah. Cause when I was living in New York city, I could go to any, to like theaters that show the weird stuff. Like I saw the subtitled version of, your name in theaters oh wow (laughs) because i lived in new york where shit gets shown i saw movies come out before they were wide released at film festivals type of like went to movies yeah specifically uh the movie 71 quite good i highly recommend it very nice i'll check that out it's uh well maybe It, it it does take place in ireland in 1971 dig it i you, you would probably like it but it just no this isn't like oh this is a happy movie it's like it's not <laughs> oh Strauss, you're talking to the person who went to go see hereditary in theaters by himself i didn't see this by myself i went I went to see it with my with a friend of mine mm-hmm. my friend from istanbul oh cool istanbul of course not constantinople <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh anyway point is it was, uh, go- going to this, I was interested because, it, like, it was weird. All the marketing lead-up with, uh, Ryan Gosling was really fun. Ryan Gosling, give the man his flowers. He put his whole dick into this. <laughs> That's one way to refer to it, but yes, I agree. He, he put his whole flesh-colored bulge into it. <laughs> That's right. featureless flesh-colored bulge. Yeah, that's because Ken he... doesn't have genitals. And neither does Barbie. Neither well, does Barbie. 
We don't have to. I have all. No, that's not true. I we, have all the genders. <laughs> I have all, I have the, all the genders. Okay, so point is, leading up, we both got very excited. The only reason why we couldn't see this movie together is because we live in different states. <laughs> it would have been very difficult. Yeah. I mean, I would. One of us would have to fly almost halfway across, all the way across the country. You're like seventy-five percent. Yes. Of this. And Strauss. Yes. You are a dear friend. I was not going to go give myself jet lag to go see Barbie with you. Yeah. No. That 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 would be mo- that would be a bit silly. Now, if it was to do other things and also see Barbie is a bit of a different ask. But That's fair. Obviously, if we were going to do it, we'd probably plan more stuff, but not just to go see Barbie. We are great friends, but we're also realistic people. Yes. <laughs> we are people who live in the real world, sadly, and that and my bones would have hurt. Mine too. Yeah. Because that's a long time to be on a plane, I would know. I've, I've done is. flights like that many times. I probably know better than most human beings. Yeah. But we both got to see Barbie in the theaters in yes. our respective locations. I wasn't at home, but I still saw it. Mm. I saw it with friends. Other friends. But the point is, we saw Barbie. So now, without much further ado, Barbie. The movie. Barbie. Starring Margot Robbie with Ryan Gosling. Um, so I guess with opening thoughts, Sardo, uh, El Sardonicus Rex, master of the all Sardos, mm-hmm. of which there are, as far as we know, at least one, maybe two. <laughs> at least, maybe, who knows? Well, in fairness, there is your evil twin version with the goatee. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. Love that guy. You know, from the, the evil parallel universe where everything's an empire. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, jokes aside, uh, what was, if you were to sum up Barbie in just like one word or like a, a small, like a short sentence, like you have to text it to somebody really quick, what would it be? Mm, give me a second. Uh,. Weird, but deep. Like, okay, for for what for one thing because this this has been talked about quite a bit. Like, Barbie is an extremely feminist movie, and it is very very base level feminism. Yes, it, it is like very like Mickey Mouse ABC's feminism, but it is conveyed in such a way that it it is. You you cannot flinch away from it. You cannot do, like, an alternative reading of it. It is very much there and undeniable. And I think that made some people uncomfortable. And they should fucking suck it up. Because, I don't know, I thought it worked. I'm going to argue some points to that statement, but only the po- points that matter. Which is, in fact, not that important. The, the ABC feminism part, but well, well, that's we can talk about more of that later. In the meantime, I would say it was very good, arguably the second best movie I saw all year. It, it was very good. Uh, what was your first best movie? Oh, uh, that would be Across the Spider Verse. Same. Yeah, yeah, but that that's more of a statement about Across the Spider Verse. If we're being supremely honest, it's true. But like the first two opening sequences of Barbie because there are two separate things that we are introduced to and they are both 
fucking superb. I will start with the first one because this is the high-minded part that I should know about. Mm-hmm. So the opening to Barbie, first there's like the prologue to the concept of Barbie, which is Barbie as a doll, as a fashion doll. Now, obviously, this is a joke, because if you know your history, people who know the history of these toys would probably correct this immediately, but that's not what it's doing. No. It, it's meant to be played. It, it, it's a good intro to give getting an idea of what the sense of humor of this movie is, and it's basically this long, extended, like, statement about how before Barbie, all girls' dolls were baby dolls. Yeah. Until Barbie shows up, and it's basically a parody of 2001 Space Odyssey with the monolith. I'm just like, this is brilliant. I would have never thought about doing this. This is not... And, and we should know, Barbie, this is like Margot Robbie in like the original Barbie outfit, which was like a 50s-styled swimsuit. By the way, she looks fantastic in it, by the and, way. And she's like 50 feet tall in this, and I'm looking up at her like, this is better not awaken anything in me. Oh, too late. <laughs> well, that's your problem. <laughs> Not me. I was already prepared. But it was just, it's so funny. If there's anything that you need to know as, like, the intro to Barbie as a movie, it, this opening sequence is the only thing you need to see to be like, am I going to gel with this movie's sense of humor? Yeah, and if you don't like it, you should probably just leave the theater and go see something else. You can walk into Oppenheimer and be depressed. Yeah. Yeah. With Killian Murphy. His magnificent bone structure. Yeah. But also, this uh, prologue also explains Barbie, the Barbie movie universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. Where we learn that Barbie comes from Barbie land, which is like this world where all the Barbies live in their dream yes. houses that are like actually just the place it's it's very weird it's it's very literal in a lot of ways yes. because if you were a young person who played with barbie dolls or any like toys really but but, but Barbies specifically with barbie but yeah but like the idea of is like you're playing with toys and they're in their own little world where they do things mm-hmm and the the Barbies in Barbie Land believe that they have saved the human world um, by creating equality, that little girls are free to become doctors and lawyers and presidents, and nothing bad ever happens ever, and the Barbies live in their blissful existence in Barbie Land. Yeah. And they have no idea of the human world. They, they do not. And this goes into the next scene, which would be the introduction to the Barbie that we're following. Stereotypical Barbie, as she's known. Because all the Barbies are named Barbie, except for the ones that are not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Midge. We don't talk about Midge. Yeah. We don't, like, we don't talk about Midge. But, like, basically all of the Barbies that, that aren't named... But basically, all the Kens are named Ken, except for the ones that aren't... But everyone's just named what they are, and their their whole thing is whatever they do. Like, your stereotypical Barbie, Dr. Barbie, Vet Barbie. President Barbie. President Barbie. And so on and so forth. Yes.
but we are introduced to stereotypical Barbie going about her day and she's having the best day ever. Which she always does because she's Barbie. Every day is the best day ever for Barbie. Yeah. She does all of her things. She goes to the beach. She sees Ken, uh, at this one played by Ryan Gosling, whose job is beach. His job is beach. But he's he's not a lifeguard because that's very different. Yeah, that is different. And there's little details here that I love from, from the very get-go with the introduction. That, like, when Barbie makes her breakfast and she drinks out of a cup, she gets the milk carton, she... She pours it, and I'm using quote fingers, and there's no liquid, and then she, like, tilts the cup up to her face, and it's empty, so she's, like, miming the action of drinking. It's... Well, like... It's all extremely funny if you remember playing with Barbies, or dolls in general, but Barbies specifically here. really playing with any toys, because, like, everything is plastic. Like, that's the joke. There's, like, the, the water isn't real. Like, when Ken's at... When they're at the beach... Like, the ocean has no mm-hmm. water in it. It's just plastic. Everything is plastic. And Barbie does not go downstairs or through doors. She just floats to wherever she needs to go. Because yeah. when you're playing with a doll, you don't make the doll walk down the stairs. You just move it to wherever. Yeah, because making it go down the stairs is hard because you have to, like, fit the Barbie and then your hand in. And even if you had other toys and try to do that with, like, a, a, a how it's like you got to but it's 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 it, you know it's it's hard to do yes your, your, but we your child arms might be small but they're not that small and they're very ungainly and you have very but... poor motor control <laughs> we we go to the beach and we meet we meet the kens but we meet our ken specifically ryan gosling as ken and he's kind of a fucking loser <laughs> Well, like, we need to understand, like, there are two arcs in this movie. There is Barbie confronting Barbie's stuff. But, like, Ken's arc is Ken sort of going through the arc of learning, like, who am I? What is my purpose? Because... Who is Ken? Because, it, it as the movie jokes, it's just Ken. It's just Ken. And it, this was even cleverly planted in the marketing. Oh, yeah, we, we ate this up. Like we were joking about, but like actually though, it's like it's Barbie and Ken, mm-hmm. and that's important. Put a pin on that for later. And yes. you know, Ken wants to impress Barbie because he's there for Barbie, his Barbie yeah. specifically. And uh, he, he wants- it doesn't. It never goes well, and he's he's kind of like all he, he. He might be the world's. Tr- this might be the greatest example of a himbo character. In so many ways. He is a himbo. He's... He is the platonic ideal of a himbo. Yes. And what goes on is that as the opening of the movie goes forward, Barbie has her parties, girls' nights, you know, all the stuff that a Barbie does because it's Barbie. Yeah. Is uh, eventually Barbie wakes up the next morning and starts having... Odd thoughts. And this is done very hilariously via the opening music number. Now, it's not like where it's like, it's everything's pretty and pink. And then it's like, thoughts of death. <laughs> yeah. So Barbie starts having not the best day ever. She wakes up feeling bad. Uh, the water in her shower is cold. 
her toast is burned, and then she falls when she's floating out of her house. And the worst part is, Strauss, her feet are flat. Flat on the ground. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take a bit of umbrage with that statement real quick, if you don't mind me. Uh, okay. Um, as someone who actually has actual flat feet, her feet are normaled. <laughs> Thank you They're very much. They're flat for Barbie. They're flat for Barbie. Yes, I understand they're flat for Barbie, but as someone with flat-ass feet. <laughs> you, you weren't ready for this joke, were you? <laughs> I didn't see that coming, I'll no. be real. <laughs> you didn't well, see it coming. There's something new about you today. Yeah, you learn something new, but it's why I can never go into the army until they get desperate. <laughs> and you can never be in Barbie land, Strauss. No, no, I'd have to be a Ken. You you would have to be a Ken. Which is fine. But... I could beach. I could beach You, you could beach. But the the other Barbies find out about Barbie's predicament... And she is informed that she has to go see Weird Barbie to get her problems fixed. And Strauss, tell us about Weird Barbie. Well, first things first, we should talk about who plays Weird Barbie. Mm-hmm. And that is... Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. I who... like her. Yeah, no, Kate McKinnon plays Weird Barbie, which is a Barbie who got played with a bit too much, got weird hair, legs are a bit busted. The, the, now, the joke is is that this is what happens when you play with a doll a bit too hard. I I want to say, as the owner of several weird Barbies over the course of my young life... Uh, this makes too much sense. <laughs> I, a weird Barbie, her face was drawn on with marker, her hair was cut, her, her legs were broken all weird, so she's always in the splits. Mm-hmm. And weird Barbie's a little bit body horror, and I love that about her. But in, like, a normal way, which makes it even weirder. She's a little unsettling, and I dig that. Yes. But the point is... Weird Barbie is, like, I know shit Barbie. She's the Oracle. Yeah, she's the Oracle. The Oracle Joker. Joker, it's it's the Oracle. I know it, people. I'm so sorry that that voice is never going away. If you haven't been watching me streaming with Sardo, you're you, you won't get it. <laughs> you won't get it. <laughs> we're not a sorry. We're not sorry. <laughs> we're never going to be sorry. Just know that you're going to be hearing that from time to time for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I know we will. But basically. Weird Barbie gives her, like, hey, you need to go into the real world and find the girl who is, like, giving you these weird thoughts. Because, like, most Barbies have, like, a little girl who owns them in the real world, who plays with them and learns to to dream her dreams about her future through them. And this Barbie's little girl is apparently having some thoughts about death. (laughs) And cellulite and... Other things. Also, Alan is here. A- Alan is also here, played by Michael Sarah. We we love Alan. We love I Alan. love Alan. People have learned to love Alan. But anyway, point is, Barbie's like, shit, I gotta go do these. I gotta go do something. And mm-hmm. she gets told how to get to the human world, and she goes, and Ken ultimately tags along. 
because he's got to be with Barbie. He because it's he Barbie needs and Ken. he needs to impress her or else he'll die. It's true. It's true. So they venture out into the human world in search of the little girl that this Barbie is connected to. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we go to the human world and to the company of Mattel. Literally in their own office with... So basically what happens is they go follow the instructions Weird Barbie gives stereotypical Barbie. Or just mm -hmm. Barbie, as we're going to call her from probably here on out for the sake of ease. Yes. And weird bar, and it's just like, okay, they go to the real world, and they're like, whoa, things are different. Because they're in, like, San at Santa Monica. <laughs> they they are. They're, they're, they're rollerblading through Santa Monica. <laughs> I like how everyone's che checking out both Ken and Barbie. Oh, yeah. This is really funny. And Barbie becomes aware of things like the male gaze. She notices that the men are looking at her. And she doesn't like the way they're looking at her. Because it's tinged with undertones of violence. And the <laughs> and, sex. And Ken is just drinking this all in. He's... People admire Ken. People think Ken is great. And so, basically, after, like, running into people, including a very fun little scene with an older woman where she's like, you look beautiful. And she's like, I know. <laughs> I and, like and this that was, lady. And that was the, the lady who created Barbie. No, no, that's a different scene. No, 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 but the... the, the, the yeah, at the bus stop. The act yeah, at the bus stop. The oh, bus stop. The same the actress, plays that old character. woman. Anyway. All right, point is, Ken runs off, does his own thing, whereas Barbie goes to Mattel headquarters and asks, like, oh, something's horribly wrong, blah, blah, well, blah. No, because, because the thing first is that she, first, Barbie encounters the little girl who owned her. Supposedly. And the, the little girl, uh, supposedly, is now a bratty teenager. No, she's a bratty tween. That's different. Tween. A bratty tween. I apologize. And she's basically like, Barbie sucks and you're stupid and I don't know who you are. And you're a representation of, like, awful things. And she's like... And she, and she makes Barbie cry. Which is both hilarious and sad. And, and it's weird for Barbie because Barbies don't cry and she doesn't know what this is. Yeah. And and we should mention that through all this, Barbie is experiencing the range of human emotions. Yeah. Good and awful, and she's dealing with a lot. And then she goes to Mattel. Yeah. And there she runs into the sexiest character in this movie, Will Ferrell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who is having a blast because he hasn't been in a movie this fun in a while. <laughs> He's he's living for it. I I love how much fun Will Ferrell was having here. So what she learns is that she's in uh, a, a. She learns that Mattel is run by a bunch of dudes, and Will Ferrell, who is the CEO, CEO is like so funny in this because he's like I, 
obsessed with little girl streams in the most non-creepy way possible. <laughs> I'm... I'm I'm the, I'm the son of a mother. I'm the nephew of an aunt. Some of my friends are Jewish. <laughs> These jokes are great. They're all great. He's he's Will Ferrelling very hard, and it works. Absolutely. Also, all this is currently being narrated by Helen Mirren for some reason, and it's like yes, excellent pick, excellent pick, no doubts. Oh, top notch. And basically, well, Barbie has to then escape Mattel because they're trying to send her back to Barbie land before bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Because we learned, because we eventually learned that people do escape from Barbie land. All, like, all all five members of NSYNC. It's, it's a little bit of a secure, contain, protect kind of thing. Yes. Because Barbie is creating a rift between the dimensions by existing in the human world. And it's an oops. Meanwhile, Ken is running wild and free and learning about patriarchy. Which at first he thought was about horses. Because <laughs> he's Ken. Because he's Ken and he's stupid. And Ken's like, you know what? Men have all the important jobs in this world. People respect men. And, and I, I do love this bit where Ken tries to get into several positions of power that I think he be tries to become like a CEO. Then he tries to become a surgeon and they won't let him do surgery. And he's very upset about it. Because <laughs> remember, he's from Barbie land where you just do these things. You just innately can just do things. And then he tries to become a lifeguard and that doesn't go well either. Because that's hard. Right. No, no, no. He doesn't try to become a lifeguard. His, his job is beach. Yeah. Which is not a job, sadly. But the point is, while Barbie is doing going through like this range of emotions, she runs into the actual source of her troubles, which is this older woman. Mm -hmm. uh, well, God, what was her name? Because it's not real. Uh, I I forget. I forget her name in the movie. Gloria. But she's played by Gloria. America Ferrera. Yeah, Gloria. Yeah, Gloria. Like, played by America Ferrera. Very lovely. Yeah, and she is like, and she's just going through it because she's a like 40 something year old mother with like a daughter growing up who doesn't think she's cool anymore which is yeah, hilarious and she's <laughs> and she's kind of grieving the the loss of her relationship with her daughter and so she her daughter had disposed of her old barbies but uh Gloria hung on to stereotypical barbie and she started doing like outfit drawings of this Barbie, but they got weird and dark. Like lots of death Barbie, cellulite Barbie. Yeah, so basically she's sort of projecting her insecurities and existential angst onto Barbie. And that's why Barbie is having these feelings. Yeah, and then eventually, as we go through it, uh, they go back to Barbie land, but uh, something has happened. And what has happened? Uh, Ken introduced patriarchy to Barbie land. Yes, he did. <laughs> and it's so funny. <laughs> because Ken, who, you know, in, in fairness to Ken, and I think you'll agree with me, it's not that he wants patriarchy per se. He Ken just... He wants to feel important to somebody in some way. 
Yes. He wants to feel acknowledged. Yeah. Which is totally fair because, like, as the movie establishes, Ken is really, like, there's this great joke, like, almost a throwaway line where uh, the uh, child of Gloria, Sasha, asks of, I think it's Sasha. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Sasha. Yeah, okay. Uh, Asks a very honest question to Barbie. It's like, so where do the Kens live? And she goes, uh, I don't know. They, they don't really live anywhere. They just sort of show up. Yeah, exactly. And that that's the that's the thing that the that Ken uh the by, as played by Ryan Gosling because looking at the cast list of this is very hard because everyone is named the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is basically the existential dread of Ken is that he kind of realizes that Barbie doesn't care about him that way, and it's not like in a gross way, but in the fact that like. His whole purpose is to be seen by Barbie at the yes. beach. He's, he's Barbie's, like, not boyfriend. Like, there's, there's the, there's the implication of, of romantic interest, but it's not really because he wants or desires romantic interest. It's just he, he wants to be acknowledged and his job is, his job is Ken. Yeah. And, like. The, the the best way to really put it, I think, is that, like, Ken, Ken's character arc is about just finding a purpose. Yeah, and it's it's finding an identity beyond how Barbie sees him. Beyond Barbie. Because, like, it's not in the romantic sense, but it's in the very literal sense that Ken is, like, as in the marketing, is attached to Barbie. Yes. Which is kind of the point. And the point is... Guys, you don't need the acknowledgement of a lady. Self-fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, it, like, learn learn about yourself. Learn who you are. So, yeah, uh, uh, Barbie Land has been taken over by the Kens, and they introduced patriarchy in the most ridiculous way possible. It's very funny. It's incredibly silly. It, it's like, it's Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House <laughs> of 1,000 deaths. <laughs> you, you, could be my, you could be my woman wife, or my... Uh, convenient distance low commitment girlfriend like once again he only just learned what patriarchy is and doesn't really get it (laughs) it's very funny but basically as what happens is like barbie starts having an existential crisis because like this is not what it's supposed to be this is not how this is supposed to go everything's being bad and luckily for barbie weird barbie Mm -hmm. is here to help again yes because not the kids don't talk to weird barbie for reasons mm-hmm. <laughs> probably because they're just too busy waiting around for their barbie and this barbie doesn't probably. have a cat and you know that's no problem with that and their plan is to save barbie land by as they stated it's like when the europeans invaded the americas and brought their diseases with them there was no natural immunity to patriarchy right so then they're like we got to deprogram all the barbies from patriarchy Luckily, there's an easy way to do it. We can just distract the cans in various different ways. And God, every single one is hilarious. You, would you like to name some of the ways that they distract the cans? Uh, there's not knowing how to use the select tool in Photoshop. There's, <laughs> please explain the Godfather to me. <laughs> that, that scene is both true, but also like that kind of film bro is dead. <laughs> I, I got uh, it, but I also am like... I- 
I wouldn't say they're dead. I know a few of them. You know a few of them, but the dying breed is now ever apparently watching anything that isn't a tentpole now labels you a film bro on the internet. Mm. I'm not happy about it either. There's also being bad at sport. Being bad at sport. <laughs> and they do this. Uh, let me help you. Yeah, let me help you. <laughs> And then eventually they deprogram all the Barbies, and then as the ultimate piece de resistance, they uh, also, who would have thought, uh, Push by, uh, oh god, who, who made Push? Uh, Matchbox 20, there we go, mm. would yeah, make yeah, a reappearance yeah. in this movie. <laughs> Oh man! I wanna push you, push you around. <laughs> that's not what that song's about, by the way. It's just really funny that that's the song that they picked. Actually, it makes yeah. a lot of sense that that's the song that they picked because it, you know, it makes sense that Ken would not understand what this song is actually about, <laughs> and. I want to say too, with with the thing of like the the patriarchy and the kind of distracting the Kens away, there there is something so fascinating in that there is like a lack of actual any any actual like idea of sexuality in Barbie Land, but it's it's the incredible facsimile of like miming sexuality in in the same way that like barbie drinks from the pretend empty cup yeah it, it's sort of like the child version of what if you were to explain what patriarchy is to a child yeah and how they would like mime it out with their toys where it's like they understand that this is a thing now but they don't really understand like the sexual politics at the root of it as well so it's like it's very weirdly chased in a way that makes that makes sense in the movie but also feels kind of weird in, in, in the right way mind you it's interesting it's, it's and it's yes. it's definitely deliberate and it's yeah. interesting but it, yes so. it's definitely like it's interesting because all the all of this stuff is like how do we write a character doing patriarchy but doesn't know what doesn't sex know is. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we take a character with no sexual feeling, because, like an asexual creature, and teach him what patriarchy is? And, and there's been a lot of mention, too, from people who've seen this about, you know talking about like arrow ace barbie and it's like you know what yeah i could i could definitely see like it, it's it's interesting the way it plays out but anyhow so the the barbies are slowly won back from the clutches of patriarchy in barbie land <laughs> not what we thought when we were going to see this movie by the way no but i'm here for it oh yeah and eventually they save the day at, with the kens by distracting the Kens in the most comical way possible because they're all at the beach and the, the Kens are singing with their guitars. Uh, do you Question for you, Sardo. Do you know about uh -huh. the statement about the white guy with acoustic guitar joke? Strauss, I've lived it. I assumed you did, but I wasn't sure. 
I know. Of course I have. We're, we're weird enough people where we, we, where we might not be at those kinds of parties. <laughs> I've been at a few of those parties. I have too, but not many. And I never brought a guitar because I can't play one. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't either. <laughs> but the point is... And it's like, oh, it's that your song. And each bar he moves to a different Ken and all the Kens are so mad at each other. And it's inspiring jealousy and anger among the Kens to kind of break their ranks. And then the Kens have a long extended fight scene with basically whatever is on hand. Because this is Barbie Land. There are no toy guns or swords There's or anything no like weapons. that. So they're just using like sporting equipment and like pool toys. It's really goofy. And it's and it ends in probably the greatest musical number I didn't know I wanted. I'm just Ken. And in some places, I would be a 10. I don't have words to explain to you how much I need Ryan Gosling's outfit in this particular bit of the movie. Mm. I, I need his floor-length mink coat and his lightning headband and... <laughs> I and his fringe vest under the coat. It's it's a wonderful outfit. I can't put a fine enough point on how good this outfit is. The whole outfit and is amazing. He he serves, he eats, he's a full course buffet. And it's so and funny. The whole thing is hilarious. There's, there's a dance number. All the Kens are dancing. And it's... You you see quite a bit of Simu Liu's side boob, and... Yeah, you see a lot of Ryan Gosling's torso in this, and it's great. It's... Mwah. Mwah. Oscars. Oscars yeah. all around. It might honestly win... There might actually be some Oscar wins out of this. Anyway, point is... Going down in the end, uh, the Kens get tricked, they lose, and finally the Mattel CEOs show up. And they're like, we're here to fix it. And it's like, no, we, we like how we kind of got things going. We, we kind of handled it and we got things going in a way that I think we're all pretty good. And, you know, yeah. there's this whole, like, spiel about, hey, it's good. And Barbie, stereotypical Barbie, has a choice at the end of the movie where she finally meets the, the basically the ghost of her creator, uh, Ruth. Ruth Handler. R Ruth, Ruth Handler. Ha Ruth Handler. Yes. I'm Who named Barbie after her daughter, Barbara. Yeah. And in the end, uh, Barbie chooses to live in the human world where she ends the movie on maybe the best closing line in a film in a long time. <laughs> I, Miss Handler, why are you here? I'm here to see my gynecologist. <laughs> and the movie ends. So that's the movie in a nutshell. If you need a reminder of what happens, we skipped over a lot of, like, goose and gags and silly moments. Go see the movie. Go see the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, wait for it to come out on home video and buy that. Yeah. But anyway, Sardo, now that we're done explaining what happened, what are your thoughts on Barbie? I just... I... There's, uh, okay, at the risk of sounding like I am overhyping stuff, Strauss, okay, do, do you know me to overhype things a lot? Am I, am I a person with just, like, oodles of praise for every single thing I see? 
I'm not. I'm not. And no. well, I thought you will overhype a chip. Maybe because chips are delicious. I do. I that's not overhyping though, because chips are good. Well, it depends but, on the chip. What I'm trying to say is, Barbie was really, really smart. Like, there's so much there that it's just like, yeah, Bar Barbie was primal in a lot of ways. I I would definitely say in my thoughts was you know going in I I we both saw this movie not on release day, mm -hmm. so we already probably heard from various people that we respect their opinions of, be yeah. like holy shit this was way better than expected, so we were like oh, and then we saw it and then we we're like oh ho, it is, <laughs> I. It, I I watched this movie with my mom. I was sitting next to my mom in the theater, and there were a couple of times where I would glance over at my mom, and I would just start crying because I the, this movie it's it's funny, it's so funny, and it's it's really really clever about a lot of stuff that surprises you, but it is also just like. I was kind of kind of laughing a little bit at people like, yeah, I, I cried at the end of Barbie. But it's like, no, 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 because I cried too. <laughs> it's definitely a movie that's very funny. It, it knows what it is. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's the key here. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, and that's fine. But it's really surprising. Yeah, it's one of those movies where, like, I don't think anyone went in with the thought process of this was going to be a fantastic movie where, you know, we're going to discuss things at a, at a much more intellectual level than you would think a movie called Barbie was going to go. Yeah. And I mean, too, in terms of because I know I, I mentioned a little bit at the beginning that the Barbie is very feminist in what I feel is kind of an ABCs kind of way. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I feel like it addresses some very base level feminist ideas that should be kind of common knowledge. But it addresses it in such a way that I think is it's really good. I mean, I would argue the ABC part, but I don't think that's really what we need to discuss here today. The point is, it's smart. It's very witty. It's a very witty mm -hmm. script. Like, this is probably, and it hopefully at least gets the nod for best original screenplay. It should probably win it, though. Yes. Because it's clever. And it's, it's covered by what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's smeared. It's very smeared. Like and me. it's he it's just I was really impressed by what this movie was. Like, I don't think I'm Barbie's core target audience in this, but it spoke to me in a lot of ways regardless. And I loved it. I loved Barbie. 
I, I would say the best so way to describe it, we are not the target audience for what you would stereotypically think a Barbie movie was going to be. No. Like, we are skeletal men whose favorite things are weird, strange, macabre, or just fucking weird. Yeah. I'm the person who made us watch Hey K-Story. You can exactly tell the type of person I am deep down on the inside. Oh, totally. We're gonna cry, and boy, is it gonna be hard. But we both enjoyed Barbie, and I think that says a lot about this movie. It's definitely, like, thank God we had two movies come out at the same time that were well-reviewed, not franchised, and were just good. Just solid. Like, yeah, we didn't watch Oppenheimer, but that's not because we thought Oppenheimer was going to be bad. It's just we didn't want to see Oppenheimer. It's just not not my thing. I um, go to, I go to a theater. I don't want to be sad for three hours. That's just unlike me. I might see Oppenheimer later. <laughs> and, uh, and and then there's me. <laughs> and yes, you are I'll go well see a right movie. To do that. Yeah, it's like I'll go see a movie for three hours and be depressed about the state of the universe. I love giving myself existential dread. <laughs> but. Barbie was a delight. It was it, a delight. I We had so much fun when both of our times when we saw it. Also, the production design is just great. Oh, it's spectacular. Just everything about it looks so good. The fact that it's real is what makes it really great. Like, we didn't even mention the fact that, like, weird Barbie's, like, helpers are all discontinued barbies from like actual discontinued barbies like grow up sugar daddy ken magic earring ken (laughs) i love sugar daddy ken it's like oh this is sugar and i'm her daddy (laughs) she's got a little dog yeah a little dog and the fact that they they use things like matte paintings and practical effects well some and usually not always but i think what my favorite part about it is just that Everything in this movie is just meant to be a thing that's real. And it's it all feels very tangible. Like, the set is real, and that's what's great about it. Like, it's a real set. You Like, it looks fake, but it's not, and I think that's great. Yes. And I wish more movies were like this. I do, too. It's fun. It's very fun. But overall, I would definitely give Barbie a thumbs up. I think you should go see it if you haven't seen it already. If you've already seen it, watch it again. I'm planning on watching it again at some point. Yeah, no, I I definitely say one of the better movies that I've seen over the past year. I mean, admittedly, my three times in the theater was the D&D movie Across the Spider-Verse and this. So I've been like three for three right now. Three yeah three out of three is actually pretty good if it was two out of three that ain't bad but i'm not meatloaf so i get an extra oh yeah (laughs) also i will be right back all right after that sudden surprise break apparently we get intermissions here but not the barbie movie oh definitely not no because it's not that long (laughs) i would say like really like closing thoughts on barbie i think i speak for both of us when i say not only is it a good movie it's a smart movie. It's really well done. 
Um, Ryan Gosling might win an Oscar for this performance. <laughs> I think he should. It's that or it's going to be Robert Downey Jr. for his surprise turn in Oppenheimer, which, you know what? So what? You know what? Fun little battle there. Oh, yeah, for but, sure. But yeah, I think we are looking at two excellent movies starring good people. Margot Robbie is great in this movie, by the way. A lot of it's going to, to Ryan Gosling because he is a delight in this film. But, but, but she should Robbie... be for, She's the heart of this movie. And nobody could have done this like she could have. She... I could have. She's How do so... you know? You, you, never mind, Strauss. You're right. You could I'm a master actor. How dare you? You know what? Yeah, Strauss, nobody could play Barbie like you could. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm not sure how many people could have done this movie as well as Margot Robbie did. Like, jokes aside, obviously. She was really exceptional. And she looks great in this movie. Like, excellent casting all around. And she's just adorable. She is so cute. Like, she managed to capture, like, the idea of an innocent person who is also way too much and of a, looks like too much of an adult. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, what makes this movie work is that there's this very fine line between like, we have to make these Barbie characters are from like a world where they just assume all the problems have been solved and yeah. don't have any real desires beyond just doing what they do. It's interesting. Hey, we we fixed the world. Everything's fixed. It's not. Uh, as not. as uh, uh, America for America's uh, character will tell you, it's like yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> you tried, but no. But go watch Barbie. That's yeah. that's all I have to say. Come on, Barbie. Let's You'll go, be Barbie. Uh, 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 yeah. Even that song kind of sort of in here. Not really, because the relationship between Mattel and Aqua's Barbie girl is still... Tenuous. Tenuous at best. Very tenuous. <sighs> but what? yes, anyway, I think that's enough of Barbie for now. I think so. Tell me, El Sartorino, is there anything interesting you've been watching? What the hell have you been watching? Oh, what the hell have I been watching? Um, or playing or reading, you know. So I've been watching it in bits and chunks, but I finally picked up. I'm. I've been watching it as well as reading the manga for it. Uh, Oshinoko, oh, which yeah. is. Have you have you seen? I haven't seen it, but I know what it's about. I I know it's a lot better than its premise sounds. <laughs> not because I, its premise not... is bad. Its premise sounds insane. But it's it's premises bananas. Okay, so uh, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, because we might as well, okay. I might as well be put myself at the other end of what these things are, because usually I put you at the end of these things. Yeah, you always put me on the spot. Now it's your turn. If I remember correctly from what I read, from glancing like the pl the synopsis of what the hell's about, it is about a guy who knew this idol who died, and is like reborn. And he's also reborn as the sister of this idol. And they have stars in their eye, respective eyes, because that's what their mother had. It's very strange. I... And it's it, it's a lot about the the idol industry and the entertainment industry, specifically, so that, and how it's 
that shitty. yes yes which is what makes it so, good but definitely the inciting incident is weird yeah so uh i'll fill you in and yeah, spoilers if you haven't seen or watched oshinoko fairness, yet and you we just spoiled an entire ass movie you're at this point then who cares <laughs> well they knew we were going to talk about the barbie movie this it's is true. gonna it's gonna be a very pink thumbnail (laughs) the the thumbnail's gonna be bright fucking pink but oshinoko basically starts with our protagonist who is uh um an obgyn uh and he he's a big fan of this idol named i which is Kind of weird. He's he's a grown man and he's obsessed with this sixteen year old idol. But okay, for for the time being, we're we're gonna just have to roll with this because that's the plot. Um, he just and, really likes her music. And uh, this idol that he's obsessed with comes to him for a consultation because she is very pregnant with twins, <laughs> and and it's you know because there's obviously the risk of this ruining her career it has to be kept very hush hush because she wants to still be an idol and as she is giving birth to these twin babies the obgyn is murdered <laughs> he he is killed and yes he he reincarnates as one of the twins that she is giving birth to which is weird <laughs> And the other twin is actually the um, the reincarnated spirit of this young girl that he worked with is, as I guess, he was like another kind of doctor working with cancer patients. She was like 12 and she had terminal cancer and she died from it, but she was also obsessed with this idol. And so now they are her twin son and daughter. And it's going through her life as, like, a single mom who's also having to keep their existence a secret from people because she's still an idol. It's and, a yes, it is very odd premise that's not really about what it's what it sounds like. It's, it's definitely, like, a pretty, pretty scathing pr- critique about the idol industry and everything horrible about it. And... The premise is the premise is insane, but it works well enough for what what you're reading. It's it's really interesting so far. Yeah, it, it's definitely, from what I understand, a very interesting series. But it's also like if I just if I if I didn't preface this or whatever the sub fest it I, I don't know what would be the opposite of preface. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know if there's a word for it, but basically if I didn't lead or follow it with what it's actually about, it sounds insane. It's definitely one of those things where I've been watching it and I'm like, huh, okay. Like, huh, okay, this is really good, but why is it like this? (laughs) The, the, The point it gets across is very effective. It's just a very interesting way to to implement it. And um points for for being unique. Yeah, uh, the unique points are off the chart and we like that. Yeah, good courage to to have the balls to do something different, you know. Yeah. Even if it's really 
fucking weird. It's it's very strange, but it it works well enough so far. What about you, Strauss? What have you been watching? Well, uh, uh, let's see. Have I been? I haven't really been watching much of anything that I haven't already talked about. So you know, I've been watching Master Keaton, as we know. Almost very done, nice. Almost done with Master Keaton, episode a week. Um, How are you liking it? Oh, you know, it's still really good. It it is a very good series. You you and I are gonna have to find a way to watch it. I would like that very much. Yes, it, it's just that it's one of those like out of print series, <laughs> so they're kind of yeah. hard to get your hands on. Uh, there was at one time I had to watch a bunch of episodes of Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's dead. <laughs> fucking die <laughs> uh go uh, go listen to that speed race speed racer episode and then subscribe to the patreon to watch this watch it in real time and be like wow what the fuck <laughs> um i'm farther in Baldur's Gate now not much farther but i got farther how you liking it you know i read a really interesting article on it where it's like it's a great game but it's also like a really bad session of D because it's a computer game and therefore much more rigid which is totally yeah. fair it, it's one of those things where it's just like it's the best representation of D, but also it isn't as flexible as D can be it's fun i'm having a great time with it though i'm glad um let's see what else is there anything else uh johnny got is back in Guilty Gear. I think we've already talked about that. If not, then uh, congratulations to Johnny and all of his fans. Forget this harlot brother. <laughs> no, I, yeah, we never talked. I know you and I have talked about it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not reading anything at the moment. Uh, I do have a new book, but I haven't started reading it yet, so I'm not going to talk about it until I've started reading it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm reading this book that I haven't started yet. Is you know, it's a look. It's all right. It is all right. We're um, both intellectuals, Strauss. Yeah, we're intellectuals, which means we mostly talk in stupid voices towards each other for hours on end. It's true, Strauss. It's true, Sardo. <laughs> but anyway, I think we'll call this one an episode, everybody. Until all next right. time, I'm Strauss. That's Sardo. Uh, you can follow Sardo at Marky Belial Autopsy Garlands for the main account, Marky Belial the art account, every Monday mm-hmm. at six thirty Mountain Time, but eight thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. You stream art on at Uncle Death on Twitch. You do the art. I arts. do. I draw. I do requests. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It is fun. Um, I'm usually there, except for the times that I'm like few times that I'm not. Yeah. We have a good time. Yeah, so. we do. Which is which leads into the fact that on my stream at Almighty Strauss on Twitch.com, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can watch me and Sardo go through games. Because apparently this is just how it is now. Wasn't the plan, I'm, but it's how it's it's where what it's come to. I'm I'm your co-pilot now, I guess. Yeah. It, it's what happened. And we we're still playing Persona 5. It's been exciting. And and we are having a heck of a good time. Yeah, we're having a heck of a good time. But 
until next time, it's been good to see you folks, and I hope you take care, and Life in Plastic is fantastic. Yeah, except for when you, you end up with the thoughts of, like, a 40-year-old woman in your head who's having troubles with her, like, 13-year-old daughter. This is true. Yes, yeah, so we've learned. That's what the Barbie movie was about. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. And night, everybody.